0: Welcome to Jim's Take.
1: I'm your host, Jim Vaughn. And I'm your co host, Tyler Kennedy. Today, we have a very exciting episode that we really don't get to talk about this product or retirement plan very often. We're going to be talking about pension, but specifically, we're going to be talking about teachers' pensions. And the reason why we're doing this is we have several clients who are teachers, and this is one of the toughest decisions that they'll have to make financially. So
0: where do we start in terms of the retirement process for teachers Jim? Well you you're right Tyler the teachers pension options because there's so many and it is a complicated and it's an extremely important decision. The teachers have to think about it and have to plan for it well in advance. But we'll get into some more details about that later because when the teachers ha- when it's time for a teacher to start doing retirement planning they really have to start like everybody else. They have to determine what are their current expenses you know how much how much do they need every month to maintain their standard of living uh, a number that can be difficult to determine then they have to determine when they're going to retire. they may know the answer to that they may have a vague sense and that's common you don't quite know when you're ready to go, but you do have to start thinking about it so that you're not so that it doesn't come too quickly so you have to think about when and how much and from that we can help them determine how much money they'll need and then we can start working on evaluating the pension benefits the 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 pension benefits for a teacher are an enormous part of their compensation package Uh, typically a teacher also is receiving health benefits and the pension and health benefits can be worth as much as the regular pay that they're receiving right now. So it's a very big deal. The teachers have many options. They're all different and they're all irrevocable.
1: Yeah. I think the reason we start with the plan is to sort of help them put numbers on all these things and also sort of give them guide of where they could go or help it'll help them down the road in terms of retirement. And then In addition, having the financial plan will sort of we sort of see it as a roadmap to
0: picking the right pension option. It's a roadmap to the right pension option, and and at the end of the day, all of our retirement income planning is based on one fundamental choice, and that is that either our clients are going to run out of money in retirement, or they're going to grow their money in retirement. So the clients have to know, have a reasonable sense. I guess you never really know, but have a reasonable sense that they are retiring and will have enough. Pension plan is one item, an important item in the equation. Social security is a second decision in the equation. And if the client is coming up short after we analyze pension and social security, and by the way, coming up short might be current income, but we also have to consider inflation. Then we have to have a discussion with the client about additional savings and at work there's 403 b plans that have to be analyzed and the client may have to participate or a decision might be made to save the money personally. A decision might be made to pay down debt quicker. But these are all choices that, that we work through with our our teacher clients. Well, I think the good news is you don't have to wait till you're about to retire to do this stuff. It's true. In fact, it's much better if you start five or even 10 years before retirement. And for a teacher, uh, they typically love their jobs. They, they, really, they really like teaching our kids. Besides that one little rascal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, always, that keeps their life uh, interesting. Uh, They need a challenge sometimes. There is that one little rascal. Teachers like their jobs and so they can can look at it from a work point of view in that if I like my job, why should I consider retiring? And that's a good question. Why should they consider retiring if they like their job? And yet we still have to uh, do the financial planning, get ready in case their attitude changes. You know, people do just get tired of of doing what they're doing unfortunately some of them get sick but it's a good idea to do the planning certainly five years in advance maybe 10 years in advance just to get a sense of of where you're going and what your choices might be because you don't have to decide 10 years ahead five years ahead you have to decide it's a fairly short period of time before you actually retire Yes, I talk about the fairly short period of time, but teachers do have to apply and give notice. what What are those notice periods? What are those notice rules that a teacher has to give to the uh, board of Ed in their town? It's between six
1: and eight months prior to retirement that you apply for your pension benefits and then you know you're, that's basically you're giving them your notice essentially
0: now during this notice period, a teacher decides that they want to put in their notice and then three months go by and they have a great year and they want to come back. Can, can they do that? Can they unnotice? I believe you can unnotice if it's the last day of school. I don't know if you could.
1: <laughs> I don't know the, the the deadline between cancellation like where you've gone too far, but I believe you can push, I believe you can delay it.
0: Yes. Yes. Because yeah, teachers do that, they, they have, they think about retiring, this is, uh, I just just from experience. They think about retiring, uh, they make up their minds they are going to retire, and then they have a great class. They're, if they're a coach, they have a great season and they get rejuvenated. It, it happens all the time. <laughs> they get a second wind. We like second winds. <laughs> we'll be right back
1: after this. I think we'll start moving into why people are most likely still listening their teachers is to explain the pension options because there's a total of nine different ones, all with pretty complex, we would think complex mechanisms and they may not understand what
0: each of them do or don't do yeah tyler this is this is an area i know that you're only with us a few years but this has become your area of expertise and by the way all of these teacher options the are in addition to the choices the teacher has to make regarding social security this is in addition to any personal savings they might have the any 403b that they might have all of these teacher options and then i'm going to ask you tyler to explain them but but each of these options, it's important that, that teachers understand that there's a payment that comes out of the plan. It does not increase for inflation. Inflation is very expensive. Inflation has historically been about 3% per year for very long compounded periods of time, which means for a 30-year retirement, 3% per year means that you have to double your money twice. So. The inflation piece is a big deal, and that's where your personal investments will come in. But before we get to that, Tyler, can you explain the nature of these different choices? And then we'll get to why a teacher might choose one or the other. The pension offers nine options total,
1: and they don't increase, like you said, to inflation. It's just whatever the monthly benefit is. It's locked in. The first one we're going to start with is called the maximum option. And that is the highest benefit option for the teacher. So the teacher is retiring. That is the maximum payout. The issue with the maximum payout we see is there is no beneficiary option. So if you have a spouse and the teacher unfortunately meets their great reward, there is no continuation of benefits. So that is a downside. All the pension options are labeled with
0: letters and numbers. Because that's how they do it. <laughs> so there's they, options. They, some are known by numbers and some are known by letters. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure Interesting. why. Yeah. All right.
1: So we have option A, B, C, D, which I'm going to start with before we get even more confused. I'm not going to throw any numbers at anyone yet. This isn't algebra. <laughs> So option A is essentially the smallest monthly number out of A, B, C, and D. The reason for that is it's very beneficial to the beneficiary. The teacher receives the monthly benefit. If they meet their great reward, their spouse or which, whatever beneficiary they choose will receive the exact same amount. So it's a hundred percent from the teacher, a hundred percent of the full pension benefit to the beneficiary. So, We've seen that one be selected a lot because no one wants to see their spouse worse off. Option B is very similar to option A. It is the second smallest pension benefit amount, but the beneficiary receives 75% of the benefit. Then option C is second highest out of the alphabet options with the benefit of the beneficiary being 50% then option d is the highest benefit out of a b c and d and the beneficiary would only receive 25% of the pension benefits if the teacher passed that is the first section and what will happen is in when reviewing your financial plan it'll sort of tell you which way you're going to lean towards. We're not going to make any recommendations to which is our favorite. We're just going to give you the facts. And because it's definitely more based on your financial situation.
0: Uh, Tyler, is there an option where there is a payment to the teacher and nothing to the beneficiary? That was the maximum option. Got it. So the maximum,
1: they would receive the highest amount of their benefit, but there is no payment to the beneficiary if they pass. Good. Got it. I missed that. Between option A, B, C, and D, if your beneficiary passes before you, your your benefit becomes the maximum option. We're not we're going to get into some of the beneficiary rules later, right, Jim? Yes. So we're not going to jump into them now. I'm going to move on to numbers. We're switching to math. Okay. We're out of uh, language arts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> option one, two, and three are a little different because in option one. You are able to receive a lump sum, and then your monthly amount is determined based on your age and your beneficiary's age. This is kind of cool because you receive a monthly amount, but if you deplete your reserves, like if you outlive that amount, you will continue to receive benefits until you meet your great reward. If you pass before you use all of the reserves, then your beneficiary would continue to receive the monthly amount until the reserves are depleted. But this is one of the only options where you can pick different beneficiaries. You can have one or two. You could pick a charity and your spouse. So th- I thought that was really interesting on option one.
0: Are you able to choose uh, children
1: as beneficiaries in any of these programs? So we want to just jump into the, the rules of the beneficiaries? Sure. So it's different for the options. So option A and option two, you are restricted to pick a beneficiary that is within 10 years younger than you. That is the the limit. So if you're 70, they can't be younger than 60. So if your spouse is 55, what happens? It'll allow you to pick a spouse at any point in time. It's just if it's non-spouse. So Ah. if, if you wanted to pick a child, you wouldn't be able to. But you would be able to do it in
0: option one. You could pick the child because it's the, the large cash because, because you've actually picked a lump sum as yep. your total benefit. Yeah. Or at least limited what the pension plan is going to pay to you. Yeah. So that one, you could pick child
1: or charity or your spouse. Or you could pick all three. It allows for multiple beneficiaries unlike other ones. Option two and A do not allow for beneficiaries. Uh, more than one. Fisher, and C and D. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite complicated, so I, I I apologize if that sounds a bit confusing to well, anyone.
0: Well, Tyler, the, the pension administrator for the New Jersey pension will generate a report that has specific numbers for each of these options for a teacher. Is that correct? Yes. You can get these numbers run for you. It will be based upon your
1: ability to put into the plan and how many years you'll put into the plan. The minimum vesting schedule is 10 years. So you have to be at least teacher full-time for 10 years to qualify for the pension. So those are the minimum numbers. I'm going to bring it back to option two, if that's okay, Jim. Sure. sure. Option two is, it's similar to option A. It is the smallest amount of the numbered options. The teacher would receive smallest amount, Based on option one, two, and three, but the beneficiary would receive a hundred percent. So we receive the same amount if the teacher were to pass. It's similar to option A in terms of it's really good for the beneficiary. Option three is higher than option two. With that in mind, the beneficiary would receive 75%. Then option four is very similar, higher than option two and three, and the beneficiary would receive fifty percent. So those are all the options that you have and
0: any questions there, Jim? I remember an option where if the beneficiary dies, the teacher gets a bump up to their to a higher rate. Is that a, a number option or is that a letter option? If
1: and if you pick option A, B, C, or D and your beneficiary dies, you get bumped up to the maximum.
0: Got it. And all of these it's all of these numbers are important. They all get there's a number attached to this report. We can go through it with the teacher and do the analysis. It's important that everybody remember that pension and the amount you need might be very satisfactory at the time you retire but we have to deal with inflation and we have to deal with inflation for 20, 30 years. Yes. Sometimes 40. We all know 90 and 100 year old ex-teacher. Yes. The calculation for
1: the pension is based on years of service and you know, your final average salary over the past the last five years of service. Typically, your highest earning
0: years is what your salary is based on. So it's based the pension is based on your your uh, highest years of your career. Those early years where, frankly, teachers aren't paid anything count for they don't count in the calculation. Well, they'll count in terms of the years of service. Okay, so, so you get a year of service for it, but they don't consider your your salary back then, it's your, it's your salary, it's your compensation for the last five years. For the last five years. just the average. All of that will be teacher specific. We, we won't know your numbers until you request them. It would be a very good exercise that as soon as a teacher starts getting curious, they've turned 50 uh, or they're somewhere in their 50s, they start th- that that might be a good annual exercise for them to order up their pension statements for them to order up a social security statement and we'd be happy to meet with them and see where they are and see if we can help i think the next step here jim after they determine their pension
1: is do they have enough so i'm going to kick the ball back into your court in regards to the options that they might have if they need
0: to increase retirement savings all right so we have a we we do a calculation with the client and the client thinks they're close to having enough from their pension plus Social Security, and, but they're only close. And this inflation, is kind of concerns them because they're well aware that inflation has existed for a very, very long time at a 3% rate, but we certainly have had periods like now where inflation is higher. Uh, so what do we do about that? Now we're talking about the world of investing because we need to invest save invest money and it has to grow and it has to grow by more than inflation it has to give us something extra and so now we're dealing with investing as an owner in businesses so that's what what we're going to invest in the vehicle we might use it might we might use the 403b plan at work we might open up a personal account and invest personally we might do some of each, and we can help calculate how much they need to save, reasonably need to save, to achieve these goals because we can't, we, we have to plan on inflation and we have to plan on, our, on these teachers living forever. So, I guess the good news is we have to do a plan. <laughs> we love plans. We, we, we do love plans. The numbers can't tell us everything, but it should give a teacher a good feel for whether they're on the right track to retire, whether they're going to have the option to retire. Even if they don't want to, uh, it can be a good thing to know that you could. We like people have the option to retire. We do. (laughs) Tyler, we we have had great luck with teachers who are clients. Uh, They tend to be very organized. And very nice. (laughs) Nice. And they're nice people. Uh, We look forward to helping them. In
1: case you're tired of us talking, we offer a newsletter on almost... Every financial topic.
0: How does it go, Jim? We periodically write longer, three, four page letters on economic topics of the day and try to explain our long term thinking about that topic. Most of our emails try to point out good news. The press handles the bad news well enough. Uh, we try to point out the good news that is all around us. And it is a part of our fundamentally optimistic view about economic matters and, and, frankly, the world. How would they subscribe? Uh, they can go to our website, vaughnancompany.com. Is there any cost to sign up? No, no. We, we use our newsletters. We use these podcasts as part of our marketing effort. We want our clients and potential clients to get a feel for who we are, how we think, before they contact us. So there's no charge for this. There's no charge for being on the email. They don't receive uh, telephone calls. They do receive emails. And possibly a letter from us. And possibly a letter. We would send them a letter. So thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, Please follow us and like us. And subscribe. And subscribe.
1: co securities inc disclaimer it should not be assumed that your account holdings will correspond directly to any comparative indexes or any of our existing client accounts investment in foreign securities have additional risks including the risk of adverse currency fluctuations please remember that different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and current and future results may be higher or lower than those shown figures shown are past results and are not predictive of results in future periods share prices and returns will vary so investors may lose money investing for short periods of time make losses more likely it should not be assumed that recommendations made in the future will be profitable or will equal past performance. For the Vaughan Dividend Growth Program, performance is based on accounts that was managed for the longest period of time, and results are illustrated from inception. All income, dividends, interest, and other earnings are reinvested. Performance-based fees can only be utilized by individuals who meet the following qualifications. A natural person, who or a company that immediately after entering into the contract has at least $1 million under management of the investment advisor or a natural person who or a company that the investment advisor entering into the contract and any person acting on his behalf reasonably believes immediately prior to entering into the contract has a net worth together in the case of a natural person with the assets held jointly with a spouse of more than 2.1 million dollars at the time the contract is entered into for the vaughn equity asset allocation program performance is based on an account that was among the earliest to use the program vaughn and co securities inc believes that these results are representative all income dividends interest and other earnings are reinvested There may be economic or market conditions that affect performance. Vaughn & Co. Securities, Inc. buys concentrated positions for our portfolios, which may make our performance more volatile than that of broad market indexes, and our performance may diverge from an index, positively or negatively, as a result. Investments are not FDIC-insured, nor are the deposits of or guaranteed by a bank or other entity. Vaughn Asset Allocation Program and Vaughn Dividend Growth Accounts results are net of all fees, reflecting trading commissions, maintenance, custody, advisory, and performance fees, if any. It should not be assumed that the recommendation made in the future will be profitable or will equal past performance. Data and information contained in any chart used by Vaughn & Co. Securities, Inc. has been supplied by sources we believe to be reliable, but is not guaranteed. Accounts held at Fidelity Investments are covered by CIPIC.